five days. Um, we invite you to form a line here through the center aisle and everyone can just come up, place it in the basket and your device will get to have a retreat along with yours. Any final devices that would like to jump into the basket? <laughs> sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Sadhu is kind of the, the Buddhist uh, bravo or amen. It means well done. <laughs> and of course you can always uh, if you've got your device stashed in the closet and it starts calling to you, you can take it into the office at any time. There's no need to feel you know, embarrassed about that. It happens a lot. We're happy to have more things come in. So you're always welcome to do that. And of course, if you need your phone back for an emergency at any time, just simply come into the office and ask for it. They're not on lockdown or anything like that. So let's settle in to sit together for a little while. So arranging the body in as comfortable a position as possible. It's always good to begin by checking in that the Foundation for the sitting posture feels stable. The bottom, the sit bones are nice and secure on the cushion or on the chair. And that the spine can find a happy place, a happy medium, not uh, artificially erect, but not slumped either. 
we recommend allowing the back to just have a natural supportive curve to it, whatever is natural for your body, to the extent possible. Checking in that the legs are arranged in a way where they're supporting the posture, but they're not taking too much weight or crossing in a way that might cut off circulation. The arms are usually happiest for extended periods of sitting when the elbows are in alignment with the sides of the body. So not further forward or back, but just resting by the side of the body. This helps to keep the shoulders in a neutral position. And the hands can rest wherever they fall comfortably. We don't have a set position for them in this style of practice. So they could be on the knees, either down or up. They could be in the lap. Whatever feels comfortable. And checking in that the hands are soft. We do a lot of work with our hands. And there can be a tendency, even in the meditation posture, to grip or to hold with the hands. So just letting them be soft, letting them be passive. (coughs) Nothing for them to do in this particular activity. And then finally, checking in with the neck and the head. Again, we'd like the neck to be in a supportive but relaxed position, an extension of the spine, not drooping forward too much, not forcing it backwards too much, but finding that sweet spot where the weight of the head can be supported with a minimum amount of effort. For some of us, we might need to bring the chin down a millimeter just to help the back of the neck to extend a little bit, soften the throat. And finally, letting go of the micro work that we tend to always be doing with the face. Letting the jaw release. There can be holding there, efforting there. So that the whole mouth area is soft getting used to not doing anything for a few days with the mouth (laughs) can be a challenge. But checking to see that the tongue is soft, resting in a, a disengaged position, which is usually with the tip of the tongue 
resting lightly behind the teeth on the lower palate. Checking that the lips are gently touching, not pressing or pursed. And we might find as we relax the area around the mouth that a slight smile comes to the face. That's actually the the default position of the muscles when we're not forcing them into other positions. Letting the eyes relax also. The area around the temples. Imagining any creases in the forehead or around the bridge of the nose, smoothing out, softening. The eyelids soft. They can be either gently closed or slightly open if that's more comfortable with the gaze resting in front of us a few feet, not focusing on anything, again, not straining with the eyes. We tend to want to do a lot of work with the eyes. So we want to remind ourselves to just let that whole area be soft, even the the tissue of the eyeballs, letting it be soft and relaxed. (coughs) And then just settling into stillness as much as possible now, letting the body be as it is. And bringing our awareness to rest in the present moment. If we're present, then very naturally we have a felt sense of the body in the sitting posture. And we might notice how it feels. Is there a sense of heaviness or lightness? maybe different ones in different areas of the body. There might be a feeling of warmth or coolness or different ones in different areas. We might notice areas of tingling 
especially if we've come in from a somewhat strenuous yogi job. We might feel the energy of that work, discharging, settling down through vibrations, pulsation. And we may very naturally begin to pick up on the sensations of the breath moving through the body. As many of you probably know, this is a traditional uh, focus for meditation, what we call an anchor, because it's always there. This body is always breathing. So usually that's something that awareness can pick up on. And if we're new to meditation, we're just settling in these first days of retreat, acclimating to the change in routine. The breath can be a very useful experience to ground us, to give us a reliable place to bring the awareness, to connect with the present moment. We can think of it as a parking spot for the awareness. Just following along. At this point in the retreat, probably not in a very detailed way, but just getting that general sense of the body sitting, the breath moving the abdomen up and down, the rib cage out and in. There's no need to grasp hold of this experience or to make too much of it. It's simply what we call a skillful means, the way of grounding the awareness in the present moment. It's not that there's anything magical about the breath just as there's anything, not anything magical about our parking space for our vehicle. Although some of us can get very attached to our parking spaces. <laughs> but the point of having a car is not to leave it parked. And also the point of the meditation is not to learn how to be great focusers on the breath. That's not such a transferable skill but it's a useful tool. So we can make use of it if we find it helpful. But it's also perfectly fine to just sit, feel the body, notice the quiet sounds in the room around us. The sound of others breathing around us or making small adjustments, the little sounds from the heating system.
There's no particular goal for the meditation other than just to simply remember and remind ourselves that our intention is to rest in as many moments as possible in the natural awareness of what's happening now.
the mind will wander off over and over and over and over again. It's perfectly normal, especially in this early part of the retreat. The mind is still running at whatever gear, (laughs) third, fourth, fifth, that it was operating at yesterday. So whatever your expectations are for how mindful, how present you ought to be, we encourage you to let them go. The power of the practice is in the moment of waking up. And for each of us, there will be some moments of waking up out of all that thinking. So in that moment, can we remember, all right, I'm trying to be present. What do I notice right now? The body sitting, the breath moving, the sounds in the room, And maybe we're only really here for a few moments before the mind is off again, doing its thing. That is perfectly okay. It's in that recommitting to awareness, in that recommitment that we make every time that we wake up, that the mind begins to switch gears and to change tracks. So even if we're only present for a few moments here and there over the course of the sitting, that's still many more moments than we're normally present. And there's a real power to that, that we can trust. If we just continue with gentle patience,
coming back and starting fresh when the mind wanders off.
Coming back again. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.